people are looking around and going, wait a minute, freelancing has changed. It is no longer this thing that's unstable that only young people do or people do that in between like while they're still figuring themselves out before they get a quote unquote real job. People are realizing that freelancing can be long-term, stable, good money, excellent money. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. So I want to start today's episode by talking about license plates in Ireland. I was there a few months ago with a friend and spent some time road tripping around the south coast of Ireland. And for whatever reason, at one point along the journey, I asked him, what's with the license plates? Like, why do so many of them start with the same letter? And then he gave me an education about how they code the license plates in Ireland with so much information. You can tell what county it's from. You can tell what year the car is from the license plate. And then there's even this one or two, which denotes whether the car was purchased in the first half of the year or the last half of the year. Now, seemed to me a bit excessive, like, wow, that's a whole ton of information to include. But also, I mean, it makes sense. Like whatever floats your boat, apparently there's a reason for them doing that. Something with the buying it in the beginning half of the year, or the second half of the year, having to do with something with taxes, don't fully understand that part. But the point is that once I saw that, I could not stop looking at every single car that we passed and decoding the license plate. So we were in County Cork. So of course, lots of C's beginning at the license plate, but there would be D's for Dublin. There would be all of these other letters denoting all of these other different counties. And when I saw a county that I didn't know, you know, it starts with an L or it starts with uh, some other letter. I'd ask him, where's that car from? Where's that car from? And he'd tell me, you know, and it was like this fun kind of game. And it's interesting because we also started to try to find elusive ones, right? Like the pandemic happened in 2020. So there weren't that many cars bought in 2020. It was an uncertain time. Everybody's at home. There's all this chaos. So made it our mission to see if we could spot either a 201 or a 202 car bought in the first half of 2020 or a car bought in the second half of 2020. There weren't very many of those, but it was this interesting, fun game. And a couple of times I noticed myself, we'd be out of the car walking around and this beautiful scenery, but a car would go by and I would fixate on the license plate. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. About a month later, I'm living in split Croatia and I have Netflix on and the movie that I'm watching is set in Ireland. And, you know, there's a car driving down and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's wrong. That car's from Dublin and this is supposed to be set in, you know, some other county in Ireland. So I almost texted him or might have even just like, I'm watching this movie and I saw this thing. And that's when I realized it had gotten a little bit out of control. But why am I bringing this up? Well, I think this happens a lot of times in life. Once you see something, you can't unsee it. And that's one of the reasons why I have this podcast and I take the time to just really encourage and kind of cheerlead and really try to motivate and push those who I know are like on the fence about freelancing 
into actually taking the leap and getting into it. Because for me, freelancing has been like that. It's been once you see the other side, you can't go back and unsee it. I know on the other side, there's so much freedom. There is so much financial independence. There is so much joy in the type of work that you do, the type of people that you work with, the clients that you have, all of that. And I want that for the people around me. I want them to be able to reduce the stress that they have, reduce the frustration with maybe being in a job and feeling like you're not paid well, feeling like you deserve more, all of these things that are true. We should all be demanding more. Also prepared to give more. That's an important thing as well. It's not just about, oh my gosh, I deserve to be paid X, Y, Z more because I'm worth it. Well, how are you worth it, right? We can't forget that we also have to go in and put in that value, put in that time to become more skilled, to become better at what we do and really be able to help our clients make more. So that's been on my mind for a while. This kind of idea with the license plates in Ireland and just the seeing opportunity everywhere seeing how good freelancing can be for so many people. I won't lie that it's not for everyone, right? Some people want to be in a job. They need that structure. And that is, again, 100% fine. The reason coming up again and on my mind is I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and this was an amazing episode. I'm actually going to link it in the show notes. So a podcast I listen to all the time is called The Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. And he had a guest on yesterday and her name is Cody Sanchez. Now, one of my friends brought her to my attention sometime earlier this year. And so it's not surprising to me that now she's on this podcast. It's just like, that's kind of how life goes, right? Once your attention is on something, all of these things kind of start moving around and coming together in a way that kind of tells you that you're on the right track in life. So I listened to this podcast episode with Cody and Steven, and it was just absolutely fantastic because she does just amazing, amazing work. It's similar to what I do, but she teaches people how to buy into businesses. A lot of times more like brick and mortar businesses, or she calls them the boring businesses, right? Like unsexy stuff, like a car wash or a laundromat or all of these other things. I think she's got, oh, I don't even want to mess it up, but she's got tons of businesses that she owns and just makes all this money and is passionate about teaching other people, regular Joes, you know, and Janes, how to do that as well. And the reason I just get so happy about it is because I'm trying to do the same through freelancing. She's trying to do the same through teaching people how to own businesses, which freelancing is owning your own business. And I think it gives you a step up financially to then have the extra money to be able to do some of the things that she's teaching. You know, when I was a teacher, I couldn't afford to buy a business the way that she talks about buying one. But now that I'm freelancing, I have that spare income. I have that possibility and I can see how much that would help me to be able to invest in a business or multiple businesses and really expand my portfolio. But going back to one of the things she said on the podcast that just stood out so, so much to me. You know, she comes from the finance world. She used to work in finance and she was talking about that the people who have don't necessarily want the rest of us to know how easy it is to get what they have. Easy is maybe not the right word, but it also is the right word. It's not easy in the sense of like, you can just sit back and try to get rich quick, but easy as in if you have a plan and you follow the plan, you can achieve what others have done. And so she talks about the language around money, which is very 
complicated a lot of times. I think we've all been in those situations where we had to read a contract, right? And the language is just absolutely insane. It's all mumbo jumbo that only lawyers can understand. And they kind of keep it that way on purpose because then anyone could kind of, (laughs) you know, we wouldn't have a need for the lawyers or the financial professionals. And so she was talking about the language around money being very similar to that. And if everyone knew how to make a deal and buy a business, then that puts some people in jeopardy, right? Then they're not needed. Those in-between people, those middlemen people, right? They're not needed. So if we can educate ourselves around the language of money, around language of finance, around how to make deals, around understanding the opportunities that exist for us in buying a business, then we can change our lives is kind of her message. And it was fascinating because I'm sitting there listening and thinking, well, I don't have a ton of cash just laying around. And then she's talking about how she's bought a business for $3,000. So she's bought a business for no money down, but structured into the deal. And I'm like, wow, that is absolutely fascinating. This is amazing. Like she makes me want to sign up and learn how to buy brick and mortar businesses. Something that I could potentially consider for the coming months and next year and what have you and years beyond that. But so bringing this back to freelancing, It's the same sort of thing. I think that they out there, right? Society, bosses, friends and family, just the corporate world's messaging that gets to us. All like we're sort of just taught to stay in a box, to stay in our lane, to not explore the other opportunities that are out there for us, even if those can be life changing. And that's the message that I really want to try to get across in this episode is just that freelancing can be a gateway to so much more, but it is going to require kind of that changing what you think is possible, changing and kind of digging a little deeper until you can see past just a jumble of letters and numbers on a license plate to understand that there is a code behind them, that there is a reasoning behind them, that there is a sense behind them. And so the sense with freelancing comes in this way. Many people are getting tired of the status quo. They're getting tired of doing things the same way that things have always been done just because that's how it's always been done. Like that is not a good enough excuse for many people any longer. People are looking around and going, wait a minute, freelancing has changed. It is no longer this thing that's unstable that only young people do or people do that in between like while they're still figuring themselves out before they get a quote unquote real job. People are realizing that freelancing can be long term, stable, good money, excellent money, and it can give you the freedom to be your own boss work when you want, work with whoever you want. And for a lot of people, that is really, really appealing. The days of going to work, sitting in a job, just being absolutely demoralized by what you do from nine to five every day, not feeling like you are contributing to anything, not feeling like you're being fulfilled by your work, not feeling like it matters. I don't know about you guys, but I have had so many jobs where I would sit there and go, really? Like if I just disappeared right now, some invisibility thing, like how long would it even take for anyone to notice that I was gone? And also at the end of the day, what does this even matter? I'm just feel like I'm pushing paper around. I'm not actually making any sort of difference in the world at all. And there's so many businesses out there that are trying to make a difference, that are doing good work and that are small and to the point where they still need great people, but they can't necessarily afford them full time. And so with freelancing, you come in and you do that. You know, I have a client that I work for for 15 hours a week and I have another client that I do about 20 hours a week and that's my week, right? Nice 35 
hour a week schedule, or you're working with clients where it's not even on an hourly basis. You're simply doing what they need you to do. And it's up to you how long that takes. You get better and better and more skilled at it. And then you actually end up working less because you are so good at what you do that you can do it in less time. Coming back to license plates once more and thinking about, I don't know where you live or where you're even living while you're listening to this episode. You may be like me living in a completely different country. I'm in England at the moment, and actually I have not paid attention to the license plates at all since I got here. I'll have to go out and have a look later on and see if I can crack the code on how they do theirs here, if there's even a rhyme or reason to it. I grew up in Ohio in the U.S., and as far as I can remember, we did not have a code on our license plates. We had the county name clearly emblazoned, but I think the way they do it in Ireland is more fun. You gotta dig a little deeper to understand what's going on there. So with that, coming back to that idea of something that at first seems like a random jumble and then the pieces fit together and it all starts to make sense. Again, I would liken that to society and work and the way that we are taught that work has to be. We're taught to go to work from anywhere from 18 to 65. And if you go to university, then maybe a little bit later you get started. But we're told to work all of those years for someone else. We're taught that the way to wealth is by saving and penny pinching and just being a good worker for someone else. Whereas many people, if you look around, that have financial freedom have not gotten that way working for someone else. They've gotten that way by starting a business, taking risks, going out and doing something different from the nine to five. They've found ways to create more money for themselves than what their job can provide. And I'm not saying you run out and just throw your job out the window, but there's a cap on what you can earn in a job, typically, unless you are for most of us. There are definitely some industries and some careers where you can make a lot of money, but there's typically, for the majority of us, a ceiling on what we can earn if we stay in a traditional job route. And one of the things that was really pivotal for me, I can't remember where I first heard this, but it was the fact that most millionaires have anywhere between like seven to 13 income streams. And that was it for me. That was the code. That was all the jumble sort of clicking into place. I thought, okay, everything I've been told is a lie. (laughs) The whole go and work for someone and do really good at your job and work your way up in a company and just sort of, that's never going to get me to where I want to be. I may be a millionaire when I retire, but where's the fun in that? I mean, that's great, but I would like to get there sooner. I would like to have financial independence at a younger age, an age where I can still spoil the people around me. And my parents, I really want to spoil them. They've just retired in the past couple of weeks. I don't want to wait until I'm their age to be a millionaire. I want to get to be a millionaire in the next couple of years so that I can just absolutely spoil them and make sure that they have an incredible retirement. You know, it's my hope that I have the opportunity to do that. They're both in good health right now. And I hope that it continues that way because this is my dream. This is what I really want to do. This is one of the things that drives me in my business. So learning about the income streams, you know, I thought to myself, well, I have one. I have a job. That's it. How can I get more income streams. This is crazy. Like, how do people do that? And so I think about educating myself and going down various rabbit holes and learning about the ways that other people have side income. I was always hustling. (laughs) I was always trying to 
do something on the side. And I noticed my dad did this when I was younger too. He always had this idea for how he could start a business and make some money. And he was always doing these little things on the side in addition to his day job to try to earn more money. I mean, he had seven kids. There, of course, there was like a lot of mouths to feed, but he was entrepreneurial. And I definitely think that I get some of that from him. And now with freelancing, I found that way to really really make it my own because I have multiple income streams from various clients. So I'll always have more than one person, company, organization that I'm working with, and that brings in money. I also have the freelancing courses that I sell to teach others how to freelance, and that is an income stream for me. I have other courses that I create for business owners to help them do better with their hiring of freelance people, with their structuring of their organization and setting up the day-to-day operations of their business. And that brings in an income. I have several other side businesses in the works in varying stages from idea still to actually progressing through the first stages of getting us up and running, getting us live, going out and actually getting users because these are two software businesses. But anyway, I have a lot going on. So it really appeals as well, if you can't tell, to the ADHD side of my brain, which just always wants to be doing new things, learning new things, going after new things. But I'm nowhere near even the seven income streams that I want to have as a base. But I know that I will. I know that I will get to that because I can't ever go back to the saving person that I used to be, the person who would like try not to buy the fancy coffee because I've seen the other side, right? I've seen how much this has brought to me. So when I was a teacher and had one job, I think I made about forty to $45,000 a year. I think that was the maximum. And that might be stretching it. I'm not sure if I ever actually got up that high. And my first year freelancing, without knowing what I was doing, I made right around $94,000. So again, mind-blowing. I'd seen to the other side and I literally could not go back. From there, it was just a matter of continuing to grow my business. But then also this calling to share with others what I had found and what I had seen. So that's what I'm doing here today with you in this incredibly roundabout episode. I will not lie, my ADHD has gotten to me on this one, but I do hope that you've got the gist of it. I hope you got the gist of it, of what I'm trying to say here. And I truly hope that you will Listen to the podcast episode that I'm going to link in the show notes and go and do some digging on YouTube and kind of see about these different income streams that I'm telling you that people talk about. And I'm also linking my freelancing course in the show notes. It is called The Escape Hatch, and it takes you through exactly the steps that I followed when I was first getting started, because I know sometimes that it can be difficult You can hear me talk about this every Monday for like 20 minutes or so. You hear me talk about freelancing and how great it is, but it can still be so difficult to take that first step. And you may need some help with seeing to the other side, cracking that code. That's what I created this course for. This is literally the course that I wish I had when I started out because it would have made it so much easier to actually take that leap and get started because I would have been following a plan. I did not have a plan, you guys. (laughs) I did not have a plan, but I have captured everything that I learned along the way and put it together in a plan for you all. Because as I say in my podcast intro, this life is genuinely too good not to share. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And you know it, I will be back next week with another. Until then, if you want to get a hold of me, come say hi on Instagram at liveworktravelig. And you can always reach out to me anytime. Send me an email, send me questions, anything. Just say hello at hello at liveworktravel.com. All right, my friends, until next week. 